This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 180. Three years ago, December 2015, that's when we interviewed Tanya Gant. If you listen to her interview today, this is a rerun of that particular interview that we did with her. Her wisdom still shines through and all of the information that she has to share, especially if you're a colored pencil portrait artist, it is so relevant to everything that you're doing even today. I think this is a gem and I want to bring it back and let you hear it one more time. But I try to leave as uh, little of the paper showing through as possible because I don't believe that highlights should be that visible. Kind of tell everyone, go darker. Uh, our initial response, I mean, I think it's like our natural reaction is just to, if you work from a photo, to just copy it exactly. And that's what I'm trying to avoid in my work. I try to push myself and always go darker because you know looking at your skin and natural light i mean you don't see those bright highlights welcome to sharpened artist a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. How are you, Lisa? Good. How are you doing? Wait, wait. Never better, super duper? Boy, I wish I'd come up with a different one. I know. Uh, I need to come up with something more original for myself, too. (laughs) Somebody somebody was asking if you're going to be doing a Super Duper here soon. So anyway, no, I am not. Super Duper. <laughs> this is a show about the art of colored pencils, where we discuss tips, techniques, shortcuts, and all the nitty-gritty of this medium that we love so much. And if I haven't said it lately, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. So, Lisa, who are we talking to? We are talking to an amazing portrait artist, Tanya Gant. I really love her artwork. It was some of the first portrait art that I saw in uh, colored pencil, and I just could not believe it. It was so amazing. They look like oil paintings. Yeah, the texture she gets in the skin, everything. They're just, she's amazing. Her work is phenomenal. It is. We're going to be talking to her and kind of exploring her process uh, from idea stage to everything that she uh, does and why she she uh, uses the materials and why she does what she does. If you want to follow along, that's tanyagant.com. It's spelled T-A-N-J-A-G-A-N-T. And Tanya, you're here with us on the call. How are you today? Um, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for uh, agreeing to do this. We We've been looking forward to this for quite some time. Um, you've been on our list of people we wanted to, to interview. Uh, you're self-taught. You don't have a BFA, right? So all three no. of us here, we're all self-taught. That's pretty cool. Y- yes, and uh, we're a special club. <laughs> yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. We don't have I those. The hard way club? <laughs> yes. Yeah, the school of hard knocks. I still do it the hard way. <laughs> so I, I just want to ask a very obvious question, probably one you get a lot. Why colored pencil why not oil paint why not acrylic or i mean you're nearly exclusively colored pencil right no 
No, I'm not actually. Oh, you're I, not. Okay. No, I used uh, graphite. Oh well, okay. That's Almost cool. as much as colored pencil. I like to alternate. Okay. Actually, I like to do a graphite piece after I finish one or two colored pencils, just to kind of rest my mind, mm-hmm. because I don't have to worry about colors and right. how they work together. Uh, graphite to me, graphite's a lot is a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that one. It's yeah. faster, a much faster. It's faster medium. and well, not necessarily faster, but easier. Mm. Uh, but easier, colored, yeah. yes, but colored pencil over oils. Actually, that is my dream to be able to paint and in oils. And I'm hoping that next year I will get to do that. Oh, interesting. How did well, you get started with colored pencil? When oh, God, um. Actually, I used colored pencils back in the early 90s, sometimes at the beginning of the war, Bosnian War. Uh, there were some colored pencils laying around, and I just, you know, picked them up and tried them. And But I, I kind of didn't use them again until I came to America in 99, uh, and that's when I got a Prismacolor set. I think it was for my birthday or Christmas that year. And I decided, I'm like, you know, I want to see what my drawings would look like in color. And I liked them. So that was it. And I just want to take it, you know, I, I just wanted to take it to the next level. I just wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, you I just definitely wanna, did that. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, why can't we do what the oil painters do? You know, how, I, I think how, we should be able to, uh-huh. to take it to that level. Yeah. Yeah. How How do you mean? Like, um, just with color mixing and color subject mixing, matter and uh, all of it. Yes. Yeah. Subject matter, uh, color mixing. That's what I'm trying to. I'm not going to say perfect, but I'm trying to kind of learn from those artists. That's who I follow. That's whose art I try to analyze and see what colors they use. Although I know the process is a lot different. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way I work is basically the same as uh, what some of them use, uh, just a lot of uh, light layers, almost like um, washes of color. Mm-hmm. And I know that some of, uh, quite a few of the oil painters use the same technique um but yeah and, and a lot of people tell me that uh, if i decide to try oil paint it shouldn't be a problem for me because i guess i instinctively know color yeah you'll transition i think very very easily i'm hoping yeah once you it doesn't take long to figure out the techniques the differences there yeah. and i the oils it's a lot faster, that's for sure. I mean, you have the dry time, but the actual mm-hmm. amount of time spent working on it, it definitely is a lot faster than the colored pencil. Yes, I, and I know that's a totally different animal. I know it's not as, I'm going to say, easy, but that's definitely something I would love to try. Now, who uh-huh. are the oil painters that uh, that you follow, that you really oh, look up to, the, their work? <laughs> oh, there's a lot of them. Um, 
actually, uh, one artist whose uh, downloadable videos I have purchased is Scott Waddell. I love his portraits, and um, he's awesome. I, I just like that, um, and, and and you achieve this as well, and it's something I admire, is that real subtle uh, blend mm-hmm. of one transition of of form to the to the other, like in the cheek and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's done well, it looks really, really nice. I really like that. There's just such a glow to the skin. Mm-hmm, right. And see, that's, uh, I think I... I'm able to achieve that by layering uh, warm and cool colors. Together? Together, yes. And what I do, I start with what I call a base color, which is pretty light. Mm -hmm. And I cover pretty much the whole face. I start with the skin first. Uh, I'm sorry? Using Prismacolor Premier? Well, I, actually, lately I've been working more with um, uh, luminance. Okay. Gosh, yes. Yeah. One of my favorites. I know. <laughs> I'm in love. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, although I, I really don't have any issues with prismas, but um, I find that uh, luminance they have colors that I absolutely love that prismas don't have. Mm-hmm. They're natural. Their neutral tones yes, are just yes. beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, I layer a lot of very light washes of color, and like I said, I alternate warm and cool. Well, let, so, let's ta- let's talk about your process. So let's uh, kind of zoom in here just a little bit, then. And so you start with that. Um, that first layer and that one being more like the um, middle tone flesh color, I guess. Is that right? I guess you can call it that. Mm-hmm. I just try to uh, cover the paper. Um, that would be... Mm, I'm not going to call it uh, mid-tones. Mm-hmm. But I try to leave as a uh, little of the paper showing through as possible mm-hmm. because I don't I don't believe that highlights should be that visible. Yeah, you know I I kind of tell everyone go darker. Mm-hmm. Uh, our initial response. I mean, I think it's like our natural reaction is just to if you work from a photo to just copy it exactly. And that's what I'm trying to avoid Right. in my work. I try to push myself and um, always go darker. Because, you know, looking at uh, your skin and natural light, I mean, you don't see those bright highlights. No, right. So um, you, you think about natural light as you're... Yeah. As yeah. you're looking at a photo, I I try to do that too. So if we look at Dorothy, can we do that for just a second on your page? Yeah. I love this one. Um, can you talk to us then about that, about that process then a little bit? Yes, actually, Dorothy, I did on Teraskin paper, which is, uh, for those who don't know, from what I understand, uh, paper made from stone. Mm-hmm. And it's smooth heavy 
And the technique is um, a little bit different. I really don't know how to explain it. I had no idea that was done on Terra Skin. Yes, it's almost as, feels like uh, you're drawing on stone. Yeah, or... If you've ever done that. I I have a a pad of of Terra Skin. I oh, you do. It is yeah. It's a very different type of texture. It is. It is. Yeah. And you know, of course, I decided to learn how to use it by you know doing a full blown <laughs> colored pencil. Peace. <laughs> so <laughs> good move. Will you use it again? Did you enjoy it? Well, um, colored pencil, yes. Uh, graphite, no, not on that paper. Why not? What? Oh, graphite just slides off. Mm-hmm. Graphite will not stick to it. Gotcha. Colored pencil will, and actually, it's hard to erase. Yeah. So, and I learned that uh, very early on when I started drawing, and so there were no mistakes. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I, I knew that from the very first mark that I could not make any mistakes. But I like it. I mean, I really like the end result. Yeah, it looks great. Yes, but like I said, I mean, it, you have to be very careful. With your layout process, how, how did that go? What did you do to get your layout, your line drawing down before you started? Oh, usually I use the grid system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find that that just saves me a, a ton of time. Yeah. Uh, I, I know some people have uh, trouble with it, but I... I like it. Right. Um, it's easy for me. And uh, normally, if very rarely these days, I will do it freehand. Uh, I grid a paper. I draw the outline. I, I almost right. completely erase it just so that the pencil doesn't show through mm-hmm. the colored pencil. And I use the regular mechanical HB pencil. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that initial outline serves me as just like a map to kind of, you know, know approximately where everything goes. Mm-hmm. You still have to be very careful once you start applying color not to make mistakes. And I pay attention to that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I keep my drawing actually uh, where I can see it, even when I'm not drawing, because you'd be surprised. I mean, I can be almost done with a drawing and, and notice some really glaring mistake, like a nose a, a few millimeters off. Then mm-hmm. I ask myself, oh my God, what was I thinking? <laughs> I I'm having that problem with the current that I'm working on. So, yes, I mean, it's important to always, always, always question what mm-hmm. you're doing. Hmm. But that's, you know, that's it. I mean, just uh, the grid and... Now, when you blend, are you burnishing or are you just keeping everything very light layers and building that way? Or are you, how are you blending your colors? I don't blend in that... Uh, I just, you know, just many, many light lots layers. Lots of layers. Lots of layers, very light layers. And I cannot really stress that enough uh, it may take me four or five hours just to do one layer nice. just one How- area your pieces don't i mean when i've seen i've seen them in person and it they don't appear uh to be burnished are 
are they? I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, by the time you get to that final layer, I'm guessing there is quite a bit more pressure. Yeah, it depends if uh, the color is really saturated sure. or dark area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used the uh, black pencil, which is one of my gotcha. favorites. Um, yes, but I don't normally think about it. Mm-hmm. I don't you know, normally burnish. You don't, you don't think I'm going to go in here and press real hard? That kind no, of, no, yeah. that's not my goal. Uh-uh. Right, right. If, uh, like I said, if I depends on what I'm, I guess, working on. Mm-hmm. I can't really think of anything right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think you definitely answered my question. Yeah. And I can tell, I mean, that's what it looks like to me, that it just, the lots of layers when I look mm-hmm. at your work. It's great because you've got, it also allows that you have so much texture. It looks yeah. like mm-hmm. skin texture. I mean, it's oh, beautiful. Yeah. The end result is just. And that's, that, that is my goal. I try to uh, keep the texture visible, although it may not seem. Uh, you know, when you look at it from a distance, you, you think, oh, it's so smooth. But when you look at it from close up, you see the pencil strokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see the texture, which is my goal. And I like to um, mix different textures as well as edges and colors and temperature. And, uh, I think all of that is uh, very important mm-hmm. in a piece. Now, besides the skin texture, I mean, the hair is just impeccable i mean that's just so well done um that is my least favorite oh is that right <laughs> yes with you on that. Uh, it's just done so well though i mean yeah it's you just, do a great job with it <laughs> i always do the hair first because it's my least favorite part and i just want to get it out of the way i kind of leave it for last mm. i try to because that's like oh well because you know if i mess up the face then i'm like i don't have to draw hair <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense yeah so what are you trying to convey you do portraits most is that exclusively so what are you saying yes um gosh you know sometimes i just uh fall in love with you know that person's the the look in their eyes or the way the light hits them mm-hmm. that that was the uh the case with dorothy right uh, the lady uh dorothy actually she was sitting on a couch and the light was hitting her from the back and i said i gotta take a picture of you this is this is really awesome <laughs> this is a great drawing and she let me it Do you looks- take most of your reference photos yourself I take all of my reference. What do you What do you shoot with? Oh God! For that, pretty old Canon. Uh huh. I don't have it in front of me, so I couldn't tell you. But yeah, it's. I mean, point that that expression, that expression that Mm -hmm. I mean that Dorothy had. It looks like just a real fleeting kind Mm -hmm. of expression. I mean, it's she's nearly in a smile. It looks like, or she just casually yeah. glanced over and then she's going to look back is what yeah. it looks like it doesn't it, that's what I like about the things that I, I see most of the time in your work is it, it these are real micro second moments it looks like 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not, you know, they're just not real posed. They're in between shots kind of thing. That's what yes. it looks like to me. And and I love that. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Sometimes I pose my models, which I only have like two. <laughs> my stepson and his uh, soon-to-be wife. Uh, but my favorite are the spontaneous kind. Mm-hmm. Because I think those pictures tell the most about the person mm-hmm. and who they are. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to convey, I guess. Right. And some, some of my drawings, of course, um, tell a little, about, a little bit about me. Uh, it may not be obvious. Uh, yeah, how so? Uh, well... If you know my drawing, Waiting, uh, the Graphite and Scarlet, the colored pencil one, Mm -hmm. I did those two, I believe, in 2012 and maybe 13. I'm not sure. Well, I was uh, going through a really rough time at the time. Mm. So I kind of feel that those two drawings reflect that. Probably the most. So waiting, and what was the other one? Scarlet. Oh, yeah, yeah. And of course, I mean, those pictures, the reference photos I I had taken several Mm -hmm. years prior to drawing them. Mm. But just the time when I decided to to draw them uh, seemed perfect. Mm. Mm -hmm. Good lesson in Take lots of reference photos and just store them because yes. you never know when that right, photo right. is going to be right for you. That's and true. I, I kid you not, I take pictures either with my camera or my iPhone wherever I go. Mm-hmm. And I take pictures of clouds and animals and grass and because you really never know. And you ask me, uh, do I uh, draw portraits? Only yeah. well, I, for now, yes, but who knows? I'm, I mean... You planning? My subject in yeah, the future. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I wondered. Yes, and it's really not that hard to find the subject. Uh huh. They're everywhere, all around us. Now the yeah that that that's interesting. I I, I kind of wondered about that if if uh, maybe you were going to be changing a little bit uh, with subject matter. One thing I think is fascinating is. What I'm going to talk about is the backgrounds in Daniela and uh, Nina, the the graphite mm-hmm. one of Nina in the chair, mm-hmm. and uh, what is it, Bronca? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Um, there's so powerful to me when I see that um, that light and dark, and how it, and that's also in that. Um, Carpe diem. Mm-hmm. You've got this this subtle transition from dark to light in the background, and then also in Nina, it even is. It's so thick. It's it's even inside the the area that we're that that we're drawn to that we're looking at in the subject. There's just darkness. Mm-hmm. Yes. To me, that is very very uh, powerful. I mean, there's just this movement in there um this a lot of drama because of that 
oh, where I'm you a see glut- a lot of people just keep it flat. Yes, I'm a glutton for drama. I'm a glutton <laughs> <laughs> for uh, values, strong mm-hmm. values. That's and I hear you guys talk about it a lot and mm-hmm. how important the values are. Yeah. You've definitely I, got that mastered. Yes, and I believe yeah, our mastered. next composition, the values are probably right up there on the yes. same level. Uh, and I really tried to push them. Yeah, your I, work is just a yeah. great example of what that contrast, what what focusing on your values and your contrast, mm-hmm. what it, that can do. I mean, it, mm-hmm. your work has so much impact because of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and of course... You know, graphite is easy. So uh, I'm learning to control the values using graphite, and but of course, color pencil is something totally different. So yeah, it's not as easy Mm-mm. trying to get that same look. Hmm. But I'm trying. Hmm. <laughs> You're trying. Well, I'm That's trying. interesting. <laughs> I'm still that... learning. Yes. Uh. Wow. Uh, trust me, every new drawing is like the first time. See, that's what I think is so fascinating about um, drawing as a discipline. It's no matter, I mean, I've, I've always looked up to, to your drawings, to you and, and how you're processing your drawings. And every time something comes out, I'm just in awe. And to, yet to hear you say that, you know, it that's that's really right. I guess. You know, if, if you stop learning, you stop hmm saying oh i've 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 done it all i've i've got i've got this down then the next drawing you you know you might slip there's something you know you may not grow um the next few times that you draw yes i really don't know where that uh the final point is like yeah i don't know that there is when do you when do you tell yourself okay i have reached yeah that point there's nowhere i can't grow anymore i really i can't see that yeah. Uh and and I try to challenge myself with each new drawing. I try to either use a different paper or different pencils or mm-hmm. um different or or combine a bunch of different textures or punch up the values. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Just, I I really believe that that's key. Uh you know, you can draw the same thing over and over again but it gets boring. Right. So, how do you what? How do you maintain this balance with entering so many shows and contests, and then also being able to work on your art and produce more work all the time? It seems like you're always putting something out. I am. Well, see, is this your? Do you you work a a day job as well? No, I don't. Actually, I quit my day job in 2008, and that's when I decided that. You know, if I was going to do this, that that was the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, I finished my first, what I call my first original drawing, Galen, in was it 2009 or 2010. And I entered in, into the Artists Magazine, the international competition. Uh-huh. And I kind of told myself, well, if I hear from them, then that's a sign to keep doing it. And if I don't, then I'll just go and look for another job. <laughs> well, you know, it was a finalist uh, that year in 2010, and so I kept doing it. Wow. Uh, but 
I could do more. I could definitely spend uh, uh, quite a few more hours during the day drawing. But you have to kind of decide what you want to do, what, where you want to take your art mm-hmm. and what you want to do with it. Some people are happy to do commissions. Some want to be in galleries. And I kind of knew that back then in 2010 that what I would be doing would not be uh, for public consumption. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it, it's colored pencil portraits. And back then, I don't think they were very popular. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, you know, for people to take me seriously, I kind of need a resume. Mm-hmm. And to get one, I figured, well, the easiest and the probably the fastest way to do it would be to do the competitions. So, and instead of doing local and uh, regional competitions, I went straight for the big ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I'm thinking, well, if I'm good enough, then, you know. That's so interesting. I've never heard somebody else. Like, you're the only person I've ever (laughs) talked to who decided to go into competitions for that reason. Like, what a genius plan. Like, it, it... it's not something that I expect to hear from somebody because I've never heard someone say that's what, you know, they went into the competitions for. And the way that you've done that, that's really very unique. Yeah, but and and I think it's, I mean, it's um, served you really well. I mean, if you look at yeah. your resume page, it's so well, impressive. Know, I'm not 20 anymore. So it's not like, <laughs> you know, I have time to build up my uh, portfolio or... Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of ease into that, um, just that that art world. Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, if I'm good, then I'm good. If not, then just go look for another job. Basically. <laughs> now I saw uh, that Galen drawing at yeah. uh, the Manifest Gallery in Cincinnati oh, when it was yes. here. Oh, yeah. so incredible. Yeah, love that place. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, I wish but... I was closer because yeah, they do a lot of great uh, exhibits and competitions yeah. and I wish we had something like that close to here, close to Dallas. You're entering these shows, you're entering competitions and I see you're, you're published quite a bit. So how, how are you, how are you making a, a living uh, with your art? You're not doing comp- uh, uh, commissions. Is that right? You're no, I okay. do not make a living. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes, I uh, don't do commissions. Um, maybe because I am not twenty years old, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't necessarily need the money. It would be yeah, nice yeah. if I could make a little more. But uh, luckily, my husband can support us both, me and my hobby. Uh, competitions do get expensive, and you have right. to plan I, I like to plan kind of the whole year and I select uh, the ones that I kind of uh, think that I have a chance of getting in and then I every year I, I try to enter uh, uh, two or three other competitions that I have never tried before mm-hmm. hm. and um 
you know, if I don't get in and, and I like to do my homework before I uh, enter a, comp- a new competition. Right. That just to find out. Your advice. Know, yeah, just to find, oh, yeah, that's very important. Before you spend your money, please do your homework. Uh, and one time I entered, oh, God, I didn't even remember the name of the gallery in summer in New York. And my bad, I didn't read the fine print. And it was basically just modern art. Mm. There was not a single portrait in mm-hmm. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, I uh, never made that mistake again. So um, I read about each competition. I try to, uh, and usually they have websites and showcase uh, either the winners from the previous competitions or all the artwork that was accepted. And then you can pretty much tell what they're looking for. Yeah, right. Although, you know, the jurors are different each year. You, yeah. you never know. I mean, that's always a gamble. But mm-hmm. um, And I always look for the ones that accept colored pencil or graphite or and portraits. Mm-hmm. Because not all of them do. Right. I have a list of all the competitions that I enter every year and... Uh, I try to kind of spread them out over the year. And, of course, the important thing is to have enough drawings so they don't overlap. Oh, um, right, right. Yeah, so you don't enter the same drawing into two competitions that, that are happening at the same time. Right. Because I don't think, uh, I think there's nothing worse than having to say no to them. Mm-hmm. Versus them saying no to you. Right. Yeah. Once you've been accepted. Yeah, that definitely wouldn't look good for future entries. Yeah, that's kind of lame. (laughs) Besides doing research on any competitions that you enter, what other advice would you have for beginning artists? Regarding competitions? No, just in general. Like any art advice that you would give to beginning artists? Uh, Number Well, number one, decide what you want to do. Although the subject is really not that important, what's important is just to do it and do it and try to do it every day. Uh, It's important also to know what you're doing wrong. If you're not uh, completely comfortable with your skills, try and find some, uh, an artist, an artist that's better than you, that can kind of point you in the right direction. That's how you grow. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know what you're doing wrong, you cannot fix it. Yeah, and you can become self-deluded. Exactly. And, you know, and that's fine for some people. Mm. Uh, but if you really want to uh, grow and take your art to the next level, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, take your own reference photos, please. Yeah. Uh, if if you want to be taken seriously, that's very important. What kind of plans do you have for the future? Oh, I want to be the best that I can be. I really don't have any long-term plans. I kind of do it one drawing at a time, kind of one competition at a time. You know, that fascinates my, me. I had, yeah, yeah, I had no, I, I don't, I don't know you that well, but I, I had no idea that you would say that. I, 
<laughs> I just had, yeah. I had in my head that you were so calculated on everything. I don't know. Well, I am. You know, when it comes to competitions, I yeah. am. I am organized. Right. And uh, I like to know what's going on yeah. at any point in time. But when it comes to the future and it's just, you know, my life has been so unpredictable that I just cannot plan even, I don't know, a few months hmm. ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm always surprised when I get into a competition when I'm accepted. I don't know. Because I, I guess I just never expect it. Well, my, you know, my goals for next year is to learn how to paint with oils. And I know that has nothing to do with colored pencils, but. Well, that's all right. I mean, I, I've, I've noticed there's a, a lot of colored pencil. Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but I have noticed some colored pencil artists when I look back at uh, their drawings and I look at where they are today, some of them uh, are, you know, changing, switching over to other mediums as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think it's, it's fascinating. I only like to use one. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I think the only thing you don't do are murals, isn't it? I used to actually. I put them on my website because they were too much work and I didn't enjoy them. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Just like like me and commissions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that you have, uh, individuals reaching out to you all the time and asking, there's um, beginning color pencil artists. I remember I reached out to you several years ago, and I'm, I'm sure you still get a lot of inquiries uh, from beginning artists um, as well. But what what about all these? I'm, I'm sure you get people that are asking, hey, will you do this series of, of um, portraits for me or something like that? And for right now, I guess you just say that you're not interested in doing that. Actually, you'd be surprised, but I really don't get... You don't? Okay. Hmm. Any uh, requests for commissions. I wish people were kind of knocking on my door and wanting to buy something, but they don't. Actually, people ask me, just like, you know, they want to know about the process, yeah. how I get that smooth look. You know, they ask me if I do uh, workshops and stuff like that, but I I haven't yet. Is that in your doesn't future? Mean that I, doesn't mean that I won't, but yeah. I just, you know, I, I've never attended a workshop, so I don't even know what they look like. Oh. Okay. And, yeah, and, yeah. Huh. And for someone who's borderline OCD, <laughs> I, I need to know. <laughs> would I want to be in a gallery? Uh, it would have to be, um, you know, my terms. Right. I just don't like... Uh, when they put you on that schedule, you know, you have to deliver so many drawings or paintings mm-hmm. every month and uh, because they focus on sales and, and it's all about money making. And uh, I cannot, I cannot do colored pencil faster. Yeah. 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 I mean, I could, but it just wouldn't look. <laughs> yeah. You could force yeah. yourself. It, just, it couldn't <laughs> look right. And I am not willing to go that way yeah i'm not gonna sacrifice the quality so yeah i mean i would maybe i yeah i'd love to do a group show or a solo show i do everything the hard way why why, why do you say that it you know well i you don't take don't, the shortcuts with the oms and no, all I that don't, do no 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 i don't take shortcuts yeah um i take my time 
and all kind of old school, you know, just paper pencil and every once in a while an eraser. Like I told you, every new drawing is a new experience. It's like starting all over again. Yeah. I'm learning something new every time. One portrait, how long does that take you? And what size are most of, of the portraits? Oh, um, a graphite can go, can be pretty small. Actually, the smallest one I've done is three by three inches. Yeah. In graphite. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I saw that one. That was amazing. Yeah. All the detail you had in that. Yeah. Even. Um, but most of I mean, most of them are what? Nine by 10, that kind of size right in there or larger? Uh, nine by 10, uh, usually, uh, I would say 16 by 12, 16 by 13. That's oh, okay. kind of the size. And yeah. then. Uh, actually, I am going to start working on a new one pretty soon, hopefully, that will be approximately 33 inches by 18. Wow. Which will be the largest yeah. color piece I have done so far. That would probably take me, what, about 12 years, Lisa? Something oh. like that. <laughs> 13 or 14 at least. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's going to be large. Hmm. Yeah, but I'm excited. Yeah. So I guess asking you what it is that you're going to be drawing is a stupid question at this point, right? Uh, well, actually, it's uh, going to be my uh, soon-to-be daughter-in-law. So a portrait, which I didn't uh, yes. expect. And it's a beautiful <laughs> figure, and uh, the uh, focus is on her blue dress. Cool. Nice. nice. I will let, definitely look forward to seeing that. Going to hmm. use mostly luminance then on that one? Actually, I think I'm going to mix uh, prismas and luminance. Oh, sacrilege. Actually, I'm just uh, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I got the luminance uh, last year. And I waited to use them almost a year. <laughs> Why? Because it's new. <laughs> no, it's, I don't like... <laughs> you don't want to change. <laughs> no, I hate change. So I waited a year, and then I tried to com- you know, to combine it with Prismas, and yeah. I didn't like them. So I kind of put them aside, and I finally said, you know, come on. It's just a colored pencil. <laughs> you can do this. <sighs> so then I uh, did um, a full... A blown portrait just with luminance and I loved it so now I'm uh, starting to mix the two mm-hmm. and actually I love Prisma's uh, black pencil better than luminance I use blue a lot in portraits because I saw that you did that and mm-hmm. I really like that after you do? I saw, yeah I thought oh that works so well well I mean when you pay, if you pay attention to the oil Painters, mm-hmm. and they use a lot of blues. Yeah. yeah well, sometimes do. greens. Yeah. And it works for them. And I thought, well, why couldn't it work for us? Right. You know, it's it's all about that soft transition and uh, mm-hmm. defining the form. Uh, I know that, it, you know, if you don't, you know, define the darks well enough, it's going to look like a bruise. Yeah. Yeah. I'm willing aware of that right right so that's that that can be tricky but it's totally doable yeah and i always use blues in my shadows. yeah it it just adds more dimension mm-hmm. after yes. you, once you do that absolutely this has been a lot of fun thank you very much tanya uh it was a real thank pleasure you. talking to you 
It was fun. Some unexpected things in there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much. And thanks for joining us. Yeah. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Bye. 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 As always, the show notes will be over there at sharpenedartist.com. Thank you very much for joining us again today. And all of the links will be in the show notes for Tanya Gant. If you would like to continue the discussion, head on over to Facebook and post your question there in the Colored Pencil Podcast group. And if you like the show, please tell someone else about the show. You can always contact us by emailing us at podcast at sharpenedartist.com. Thank you very much for joining us today, and we will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.